podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again, Morgan. We're back, even though United have been off. They've been off for good reason, but you know, I'm joined by two people. Michael, how, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, yeah. It's, it's been a long time since United played, but the content must continue. Michael, um, I've got one question for you. Um mm. If we were to get you into Carrington, how many more United players would have taken the vaccine? <laughs> uh, it, it would have been like Pep Guardiola at Man City, man. Hey, that would have been 100%. Hey, been crazy. <laughs> you love to hear. He's got, he's got everyone did it. <laughs> um, and we're also joined by Gaz. How are you that? doing? Is this, down, my What's that mean? Is this your first, first time on? First time on Mook, Mook, yeah, brother. I, I was on Touchdown a couple of years ago. It's been a yeah, while yeah. since I've been. I'm back in the family for that. But yeah, man. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank love you. to see. You love to see. Where you been, bro? Where you been? Just been ghosting. Bro, just been doing some writing bits, trying to reach the level of uh, scripto and them, man. Yeah, man. Just just, just surviving through this whole social era, bro. It was a tough one. <laughs> it's been a rough one. Um, before we get into it, just to, as always, Dev Housekeeping, as Mariah says, plug the socials, touchline, TLF underscore MUGA Mugga, as you know. Um, the Discord's always popping, it's been popping more and more. And you know, the Christmas period, even though games were po- postponed, I know that Tottenham and Liverpool game. A couple bows were were going here, there, and everywhere. So make sure, <laughs> make sure you join the Discord, Patreon pieces. Hopefully, there'll be some more coming out soon. I mean, we haven't been able to do like a post match review in a while, but you know, we're gonna keep that going. But um, yeah, as I mentioned, not much going on in terms of on the field action. Um, so 
just gonna have a bit of a recap on Ralph and also what you expect to see once we do come back and we, we will preview the games later. But um guys, since your first time on, what do you think of Ralph and just in general the whole the whole season? Even uh, I'll go with the season first. Um, because obviously I've probably not spoken about the season as much as you guys have on here. Well, at all, to be fair. Um, the season was a shit show. Um, the season exposed uh Sol Skyer's inability to coach or to implement anything that was coherent. Um, and the big signings especially exposed him, you know. Like if you signed Varan Sancho. And Cristiano Ronaldo, the expectations rise even higher than they ever have under his uh, tenure. And he got exposed, man. Uh, nice guy. Uh, brought back some feeling early on when he first sort of took the reins. But it unravelled and he didn't know how to stop it unravelling. Um, with uh, with Ralph, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not judging him too tough right now. Um, I expect top four. Um, Chelsea are sliding, so that makes it interesting in terms of they're having some issues going forward as well as defensively. So there, there is there is room for us to sort of creep into the top four. Uh, I don't think the gap is that huge where we, we can't make some strides in the next couple of weeks to months as Ralph's sort of uh, hold on the squad gets tighter. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can implement. It'll be something different to anything we've probably seen at Old Trafford in terms of the playing style. Um, in terms of the way we work off the ball as well as on it, moving the ball quickly, um, well, moving the ball forward as quickly as possible. Um, he hates square passes and hates passing backwards. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man, especially with the midfield we have. It'll be just interesting to see how it's all implemented, especially once Pogba comes back. I want to know what happens when he comes back, um, how he fits in. So, yeah, man, we'll see, man. Sorry. Uh, nice, nice. Um, Michael. In terms of Palace, Young Boys and Norwich, did you see any building blocks there or is it just too early to judge given that he's barely had any time on the training pitch with them? Yeah, no, obviously the main thing for him is the change in formation, this 4-2-2-2 and he's changed the fullbacks. He's had um, Tellez and he's had uh, Dallow. Um, and obviously we, we've clearly seen with having just players who are more comfortable on the ball, particularly in reference to Dallow over Aaron Wan-Bissaka. It just gives us another outlet to sort of attack. And uh, we don't, our attacks don't seem to break down on the right-hand side, which they constantly used to. Um, I think he's had the team pressing, which uh, pressing from the front, which is something that we we couldn't seem to do. I remember the first goal that we conceded against Liverpool under Oli. Uh, with the final loss, or just everyone trying to press, but at different times, too late to press. Uh, where I think there's a more sort of consistent and coherent press, and it's quite surprising because I was reading before, like you know, I'm not saying we've magically transformed, but mm. it takes quite a lot of time for people's sort of plans and their tactics to be implemented. But it seems that the court, the squad, have sort of taken these ideas on board, and it's quite nice to have a manager who does have his own ideas and does have a philosophy and does uh, every time I say philosophy I just think of Louis van Gaal but um he's someone that that's does have guy, you know? that's my guy man <laughs> the philosophy man like Louis you know <laughs> everything like, philosophy train a coach yeah a coach of someone who you know hasn't like has an idea and believes in his idea 
You mute yourself, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mute yourself, Michael. There yeah. we are. There yeah. is. <laughs> I was saying that only would lose a game that is three five two. It's like rah, like you don't believe in your source, do you? You don't you don't believe what you're saying. So it's just nice to have a manager who, you know, um has had some easy games to come into and our run till March is actually pretty decent, to be fair. I think uh, obviously, I don't want to overstep the mark, but I know we're going to talk about fixtures. But looking into March until we face, I think City uh, away, we should go on a good run, man. Like it would if I think it's a, there are games there that we could take all three points from throughout. You know, I don't expect it to happen, but those are all winnable games. So um, I'm pleased with what I'm seeing so far. Definitely. What about you, Elijah? What about me? Um... I don't know. I just think it'll be difficult. Um, the thing is, the good thing about this spell is that um, it's against smaller teams, and that's a good thing because essentially we saw when Klopp initially came in versus that he had a lot of hard fixtures straight away, and he saw we saw that press work very well versus those those teams. But then as it got into that period where they were facing um, the lesser teams, they all they were doing just putting the ball over the top and then they were causing Liverpool loads of problems. So I feel like perfecting it against the smaller teams will be good because mm-hmm. we will be able to learn how to press properly and not when like when to go and when not to go, when to hold like a mid block or high line and stuff like that. So I, I feel like that is a good thing. Um, to, be, to be honest, I've not been that impressed. I saw the highlights of Palace. Um, I didn't watch Young Boys because... I just didn't really want to watch that game. And um, Norwich uh, Norwich was really poor. But if COVID, to me, after after the news came out that there was, there was a COVID outbreak in the camp, that Norwich performance just made so much sense because mm. it was the lethargy, like just the poorness, like it was obvious that the players, there, there, was some, there wasn't, there was something that wasn't right in that performance. So um, it'll be good to see. We, we saw with Spurs, they've had quite a bit of time off and they mm-hmm. looked really, really good versus Liverpool yesterday. So hopefully Great we come game. back. Great game. Yeah, that was an amazing game. But um, mm. ho- hopefully they come back and do the same thing. Um, in terms of going forward, what outside, outside of results, what do you want to see in terms of like improvement in personnel, like changes made, made to the first 11 and just overall general play. Mark, you take that one if you want. I'll go after you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want, I think, obviously, the January transfer window is coming up and um, we've been saying for a while, obviously, they've done well in the summer with the three aforementioned signings, but uh, a glaring position we've been saying for years is the defensive midfield position. And we, we see names touted about Baba, Baba Carl, uh, Kamara, uh, the player, the player, you butchered uh, that name. I, I'll me, look, Babu, what the Babu? You're get you're, 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 you're okay. So you said, you said, you said, you said, make me warm. Look, oh my goodness, pause, <laughs> pause, 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 this name you talked about, and he looked comfortable on the ball. All I want from a defensive midfielder, you can turn to your centre back, receive the play on the half turn, and pass it to the fullback, or even ideally pass it to the midfield further forward. 
And I, for some reason, the two midfielders that we've got seem incapable of doing that. So if we can get a defensive midfielder in, in the ilk of Mr. Kamara, then I'm sure that we can um, move forward. So definitely, I want to see uh, DMs. And also, clearing out some of the players, because we've got a very top-heavy squad. Um, yeah. We've got players like Lingard, who I think we've dismissed. The club has messed up his contract situation. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. You send someone on loan to get their stock price up. The stock price is up. You don't want to cash in. Now you've got a, a, a player who's getting older and the price is now faltering. Now you may lose him for nothing. So players like Lingard... Players that one matter who, except for his blog, I don't know what he's been doing for the last few years. I like matter as a player, but he's not he's not been given a chance to contribute, not even that it's even his fault. So I think there's a lot of players at the club that need to get up the wage bill uh, to streamline the the to streamline the squad, man. We've got too many players. So I think stuff like that, sort of stuff like that will be also important for Ralph uh in this window and obviously will probably be the next managers in the next window as well. Lovely, guys. Um, I think we kind of discussed it earlier. I just want to see. Uh, I want to know when I go into a game what my team is going to look like in terms of how we play on the pitch. Um, for years, the off the cuff, hoping for moments from Bruno, which has actually been to our demise to a large degree, as much as it has been a success in other streams. I'm tired of that, man. Like, don't get me wrong. You need a balance of everything within football. Um, you don't want to go over the top in terms of having such a structured style of play where it's to the point where it becomes too predictable. You need those moments where someone can just do something with the ball that someone else, that no one else can. But yeah, I got tired of just Ollie go out and play, lads. You know, I can't even do his accent because he's a mix of Norwegian and Mankins, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that accent's like, unique. Bro, it's a different exit. But yeah, I just want to see something where I know what my team's going to look when they go out on the pitch. Um, so he seems quite intent on this 4-2-2. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how... I think Sancho will end up flourishing within that. That's maybe more so a bit of hope as well, but as he sort of... seems like he's starting to find his feet, um, especially more so against sort of uh, the Arsenal game. That little slip pass that he dropped in where we earned the pen, like, I know he's... That's a big part of his game, which people, some people weren't aware of. They just thought, oh, they see the, the comps and it's such a skill, skill. But his final pass is, is superb. So I'm just looking forward to seeing the likes of Sancho um, really sort of be begin to flourish in the next couple of weeks to months. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the right-back situation and the left-back as well. Teller seems to have a bit of a hold in it at the moment. He had comments about Shaw a few years ago where he said he wasn't sure about Shaw. Uh, prior to getting the job, obviously. Uh, we'll just see what happens with Rambasaka because, boy. The man's got a speed and fight to deal with in the moment, boy. Because, boy, that, that, that guy, bruv. Uh, yeah, boy. Um, but Dallo, <laughs> Dallo, Dallo's like, he's a bozo, man. Like, uh, that rabbit situation needs to be solved soon, for real, for real. Um, and we need to recruit. Or... Or bring back one of the boys that's out on loan. Uh, he's doing the thing at Swansea. Um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, man. I don't know, man. Um, I don't have any expectations on hit Ralph because it's like we're in the middle of December, like the most congested part of the year. Then Jan comes and then Champions League comes. So, it's like I'm waiting to see more than anything, I think. I'm just waiting to see. I'm not going to put my... I've done some reading on him. It looks interesting. It looks 
look, it sounds great, but how much of an influence can you make within such a short space of time? We'll see, you know. Um, just a question that I've been, I've been thinking about. Um, with Van Hal, we saw that we got a manager who well versed, but he hadn't been at the top of the game for a while. Mm. Um, do you, do you feel like it's a similar thing with Raniak? And do you think we are essentially going back to what we tried to do with Van Hal, but with a different style of play? Um, I understand the sentiment behind that, you know. Um, it is a plausible um, sort of question to ask and that is a plausible situation. Ralph might not be the man that he was two, three years ago. when he, I think his last job, he took over at Leipzig, no? Is that yeah, he, he took over at Leipzig because um, they wanted Nagelsmann, but he couldn't uh, get out yeah, the Hoffenheim yeah. contract, so he just took took over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but each situation is quite different. I, I, Ralph seems like a slightly different character to Louis Van Gaal. And it seemed like as much as the players are bored under Van Gaal um, in terms of the playing style, I think his his character was also a bit too abrasive for some. Like he, He's too short, isn't it? Yeah, man. Like Di Maria, type of player you need to put your arm around, man. It sounds like the cliche phrase to use nowadays where footballers aren't the same they were 20 years ago. But it's true. It's true. Like Edgar Davids isn't. Di Maria, Di Maria, Edgar Davids, I could imagine would be able to take some of the the ways that Louis van Gaal had about him. And I, I can't see that with someone like Di Maria. Di Maria needs to be loved, cuddled to a degree, you know, like made to feel like he's the man. And instead we ended up, what, we paid him left wing back at one point. Do you know what I mean? So, oh my, it makes me sick hearing that. I can't believe it. And see him still balling out for PSG. And I, he bro, he is, he is hooping for, he's hooping for PSG, bro. And Argentina. Like, Six years a, later. Such a good footballer, man. Uh, oh, fantastic. So, yeah, but I don't know. I feel also Ralph likes working with young players. Uh, and we do have a fairly young squad in particular positions, like with Rash, with Greenwood, with Sancho. Um, not McTominay. Uh, the media try to do this thing where, bruv, McTominay is a big man, bro. Yeah, he's a senior man. Uh, yeah, to, to get to the point of the question, I think we should just wait and see. I think, uh, especially with the young players we have, I think Ralph, it's only six months, isn't it? If he can get them across the line in the, back in the top four with a half-decent Champions League run, I'll be happy with that. And, and then we can obviously look to recruit our new manager, well, as of now, but into the summer. So, um yeah, I, I I have faith in Ralph. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Nice. Um, Michael mentioned um, how bloated our squad is. And it's mm. interesting um, the, how the perception has changed from how brilliant our squad is and how deep it is to... We need, we need to get rid. Um, there's mm. too much deadwood. And we're essentially back to the point where Oli first came in where we thought we had a good squad and then it quickly unraveled to the point of Mourinho where you didn't even want half the players that were there and there was a lot of deadwood, which Oli proceeded to get rid of and then he was creating his own. And now we're back at that point where apparently we have a lot of deadwood and especially up top, it seems like there's there were, there's going to be a mini exodus in terms of Cavani. Um, the latest with him is I saw from the Telegraph today is that Man United have had no inquiries from Barcelona, which is not surprising given that the talk, the talk from Spain has been Torres, Barcelona, Barcelona uh, uh, agreeing wages with Cavani, not agreeing a deal with Man United. But, Aren't um, they after Ferran Torres as well? 
Yes, they are. Yeah, so yeah, um, and latest with Marshall is that doesn't look like he will leave permanently in January. Um, it might have to be a loan switch, but it's not looking very likely that he leaves. Lindgaard, as Ornstein said today, is going to stay. Um, in terms <laughs> of so, so um, in the in a multiverse, given Spider-Man just, just came out, that they all left. Um, would you still be happy with our front line? If Cavani, Martial and Lingard all went? Yeah. That would leave <laughs> us with Ronaldo, Rashford, Sancho and Greenwood, no? And Alanga, he seems to really like Alanga. Alang- yeah, he's yeah. bringing him through, isn't it? Alanga. Um, Bruno as well. Oh, yeah, that guy's a striker, man. Don't let that comment <laughs> fool anyone, bro. <laughs> he's, a, he's a slinger. He's a shooter. Oh, he's a second striker. He just... Oh, I was about to in his early days. Um, five. Oh. I don't know. We have a Champions League run, league run, uh, FA Cup. Um, because Van der Beek is wrong. Yeah, there's money as well. Um, I wouldn't let go of all of them. Um, I we have too many sort of people that want to play as our striker, uh, Ronaldo, Martial. Although, bro, quick one does Ronaldo actually want to play up top? Is that like a he doesn't want to play up top on his own? Um, from what I know and what <laughs> I've heard from, from, from people who have watched him all these years, well, since well, since Juventus and to the tail end of um, Real Madrid, they say he either likes to be in a pair or he likes to be wide, he doesn't like to be up top on his own. Yeah, I think I think Carrick tried to um, try to work around that. Yeah, uh, especially was it the Arsenal game? To my memory, uh, my memory's a bit hazy. The, like I think I think the Arsenal game was the most that he was played as a central point, but he still kind of wasn't because Bruno was yeah, 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 yeah. an extra But um, in other games, it was either Martial, Van der Beek, or Ronaldo came on on the left. And Cavani, when he played up top with Cavani that day, obviously Spurs weren't great. Yes, but, yeah. Um, I would be okay with it, you know. Um, I mean, Rashford gives Greenwood more more minutes because Greenwood hasn't really played, but Ralph has spoken quite highly about him. So that would be interesting. Uh, Rashford, we haven't seen the best of him since he's come back, other than that Leicester game when he sort of burst through and thumped it into the top corner. That was really, really good. But ever since then, I've not really been impressed with Rashford, if I'm honest with you. Um, so it gives these guys more minutes to find their form again, and especially Rash Greenwood, who hasn't played much. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's Ronaldo, who's going always going to score goals in it. Uh, he seems to like Alanga a lot, and from what's been like reported, uh, Alanga seems like he's going to get a new deal as well. So if if all three left, I wouldn't necessarily be upset because I think Cavani, as good as he is, he's coming towards the back end still. Um, Lingard should have <laughs> Lingard should have been let go of anyway. Um, because as Michael said, we his stock rose and we didn't capitalize and didn't let him go and do what he needed to do as a footballer who's sort of earned the right, if you like, to, to sort of make a move. And then Martial, yeah, I just feel like it's become stale for him. I think he just needs a move. So I, I would understand if all three left and I'd be okay with that front four ish because that's still quite a a lot of footballers to sort of fit into a team. Then you've got Bruno, as you said, you've got Van der Beek, who are sort of tens slash second strikers. Um, so, yeah, I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay, man. Michael? Yeah, no, I think if if all three, if all three get offers in January, or not offers, I know Cavani would probably be a three, then 
I think I think you can let all three of them go. I think we'll still have enough strength in depth. I think since Ronaldo's come in, um, obviously it was a, a this a nice di- dilemma to have to have one of the best sort of strikers or finishes in the in the game come to your club. But obviously, it has meant that uh, Greenwood's minutes have sort of been severely reduced. So if we ensure that if there's no other person in sort of Greenwood's way, then you've got Greenwood, you've got Rashford, you've got three of them being the main sort of key contenders for two positions, uh, the up top positions. And as we've just mentioned, you've got Alanga uh, who can also support as well. So you've really got four people that will be competing for two positions, which is more than <coughs> enough. Um, and then you, in, the, in the two tens positions, you've still got Sancho, you've got Bruno, You've got who Bruno, who's probably been affected also by Ronaldo's form, but you've got Bruno, you've got Van der Beek, you've got Sancho, you've got Pogba, who I'd love to see uh, in the 10. Mm. Let him let him do the reason when we saw him cooking at Juventus uh, or Juve, it's because he was allowed to play a bit further forward. So we've tried this experiment with him in the pivot. Uh, he can ball out at times. The best that we saw was when he was in the pivot with Matic. But we know Matic's legs have just gone. They're shot now. So we're not, <laughs> going, to see, we're not going to see that combination again. Obviously, that that Tottenham 6-1, yeah. Since that, I was like, yeah, this guy, the legs are finito. You know what's mad with Matic, yeah? Yeah. Is that, like, I don't know, his passing's got better as he's gotten older. It's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> it is so crazy because you need to understand the reason why I was so upset at Derek Eddie because he was so wasn't good enough on the ball. He would legit dribble to someone because he thought, I, I can't make that pass. So I will dribble through people. And by, by the time he does that, the, the whole game is just closed up. Mm. Now I'm, I'm, see, I'm seeing him feed it through lines. I'm thinking, where did you get that from? Like, where did you get that from? And why was you not doing it while you still had legs? It makes <laughs> me so angry. Ah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice. Painful to see the legs go. So that's when we saw the best out Pogba. Obviously, uh, Project Restart, him and Matic in the pivot. So yeah, definitely just want to really release the shackles. I don't want to start saying unlocking Pogba, but I think you get him in the, in, in the 10 um, and he has less defensive work to do, uh, then we can see him cooking. We saw him when he got his four assists uh, against Leeds. That's when he was playing off the left. And you saw his uh, assist for Greenwood. He got the ball in a half turn, looked up, bang, hit the ball. Greenwood runs onto it, bangs it into the back of the goal. So you get Paul Pogba in that 10 position. Um, so, yeah, I'll be very comfortable to answer the question in a roundabout way. I'll be very comfortable with those three players leaving at one go. It's disappointing about Martial, but I think, as guys, as you mentioned, man, like he's probably just running his course at the club. And I'm sure it'll be one of those things. He goes to a new club, a place that loves him, where, yeah, he'll slap. He was a place that's set up for him, that's going to let him be the number nine that he probably sees himself as, and he's just going to be licking shots, licking shots. And we'll be ruining, we'll be ruining our decision. But I think that's just the game, man. We're not doing anything with him, so you got, you got to let the man, let the man go. Yeah, it's just time, man. Like I was a big Martial FC member. Let me not lie, I was nine a.m. Yeah, nine a.m. Bro, hundred percent, and like. It was it was just great at the time when we first signed him. He was one of the few players that could take people on, and he stopped doing that. And it looks as though he's just lost a yard of, lost the yard and lost belief in his ability to actually do things with the ball as well. Um, even mm. last year, his finishing, his finishing just like the one thing that you'd say this guy shines at, he was he stopped doing or wasn't able to do like which was his finishing, which is crazy. 
Um, he's dribbling as well, like he's like he just he, he wasn't taking people on, and when he was, he was running into traffic. I, I just feel like a fresh start might be the best for him, yeah. um, especially now that we've got such a congested sort of forward line as well. Like, yeah, it's just time, especially Greenwood. Greenwood's come, and bro, he just slaps. He just mm. goal, boom, dribbles, boom, and and his time's done, man. Which is a shame, but it is. What um... it is. Just about Pogba, I think Ragnick said in a press conference that he doesn't see him as one of the tens. So, um, that's going to be interesting if Pogba does stay, because where does he fit in? And if it is as a... Please, no. If it is as a centre mid and a star in centre mid, he better get a fucking... No, yeah, bro. <laughs> he better get a fucking DM. So, um, damn, fair enough, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, I think with that, with Van der Beek, I don't think we want to let him go, but I do feel like he wants to go. What do you feel about that whole situation with Van der Beek? A mess, a complete mess. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, who, who made that signing? Do we know to this day who made that signing? Hey man, I don't think um, Ollie agreed to it, but I don't think he was like, I want this guy to be a part of my plans, and I need him in my team. I think it was more of a convenience thing, especially when the sort of uh, the Grealish thing didn't go through. That was the talk at the time: is that because Grealish and Villa stayed up. United weren't willing to pay the money, blah, blah, blah. So Van der Beek was a nice second option, although they had different positions. Um, yeah. Like, he's a good player. And I also think, like, the clamour for him to be involved is now overhyped. It's now, like, too much. And it's like, that's the fault of the manager. He's still a good player. Like, you see that in, in moments. I think when he came on against... What was the game he lost? Watford. Yeah. Yeah, 4-1. Ah, oh, bruv, that was horrible. That was That was great and horrible at the same time. But he came on the second half and he was actually looking to pass forward. He was looking ten, uh, like he looked like he was happy to get in, into tackles and get stuck in, as well as he's being positive with the ball. Uh, so he's a decent ball player. Like he's he's good, but I don't think he's that. I don't think it changes everything about United. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but, not the solution, but I guess I guess the frustrating thing for me was always sort of knowing his ability or knowing what he can do on the board, and you see. Fred, 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 yeah, Fred and Matt Tom just stink up. I know Fred's rebranding now, <laughs> and Fred Coyne, yeah, that, yeah, that's a surgeon. Is that he's rebranded? I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what he's been doing recently. I don't know, he's getting you know touch with Brazilian roots. Do you know, he's with Fred, it's just that he's just being asked to do what he can for mm. what he seems. It's not, I don't want to see Fred dropping in, uh as a third centre-back and trying to make the break, line-breaking passes. I don't I don't want to see that. I, mm. I want to see you win the ball and give it to the better players around you if you're going to play. Um, uh, same with that, that Mokton brother. He's a fraud as well. He just hides from the balls of the job, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what, do you know what the crazy thing about F- F- Fred is? I think I, I think I must have said this on like, last week's pod assignment. The guy used to be a winger, yeah. And um, I think it was F- F- Fonseca came in and said, no, it, it wasn't Fonseca, it was someone else. I can't, rem- I can't remember his name. Came in and said, you're not a winger. You're going to be a centre mid. And then even at Shakhtar, he played nothing like this. This mm. guy was their deep line play- playmaker. He played nothing like this. So to yeah. see him charging around, doing some 
Kante tribute act, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, he legit makes no sense. It makes me so angry to watch him because I'm thinking, what are you? What? Mm. Why do you keep shape-shifting for any manager? He's sick. <laughs> He's sick. Nah, you know what? Yeah. I'm, ti- I'm tired of this guy. Carrick really loved ideas. him, innit? Carrick hmm? really, really liked yeah. him. I'd uh, love to know what it is. Apparently, uh, apparently, one of his major advocates, like one of the reasons why we even start to look at him and even signed him, was McKenna. Wow. McKenna was a massive, apparently was a massive advocate and also McKenna was a massive advocate of the 4 2 3 because that's what Fred played at. Shakhtar. No way. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I, I remember there was an article where Carrick spoke about the fact of why we play 4 2 3 one in, in terms of that if you play with one sitter, it's much easier to mark than two. And basically, it was essentially saying we don't have a good enough player to play that single pivot role. So that's Wait, the reason What do you mean by mark? As in, we, we're marking opposition or vice versa, sorry? So it was much easier for the opposition to mark that one player. Okay. Yeah, if, then, they're, if they're not uh, good, then yeah, for yeah, sure. 100%. Exactly. So that's essentially what it was saying. And so all you, of that. Put two, you put two average ball-playing midfielders in there instead? That doesn't help yeah. things at all? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look... <laughs> Mate, but um, yeah, I'm not even sure what tangent you were on before the Fred thing, but it just got me mad. It's, uh, the Van der Beek still, yeah, Van yeah, Van der Beek. Um, yeah, guys, what, what were you saying about, about Van der Beek or was it Michael? Um, uh, well, we were bouncing off each other. Pause, pause, yeah. pause, pause, pause. Um, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 um, hey. this is new one. yeah, Van der Beek. Yeah, I just think he's a good player. Um, and I think he's better on the ball than those two. But he they don't trust him enough physically, or they didn't, as in the previous coaching staff. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how my man, what's his name, uh, Rangnick uses him. He doesn't seem to favour him too tough so far. But there's many more games to play in it, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, but I like him, he's a good player. But that's just it. I just think he's good. I don't think he... And I think he's a bit of a system player. I don't know, don't know if that's a cop-out. It might sound like one, but... Obviously, I never watched much of Ajax, so I'm not going to come in and portray that I did. But everything I heard was that he looked really, really good within our Ajax team because that was a team that was constructed and helped and fitted around his, not just him, but, you know, part of his skill set was was help, was geared towards Triangle, helping the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, then he comes under Oli and it's, everything's just... Bruno was perfect for Oli, innit? Gung-ho. Chaos ball. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay. chaos ball, as you say, just mate. And I'm Bruno, and Fred, Bruno, Fred, Rashford, that's their bag. Chaos ball, they love it. <laughs> they love it. That's my idea. I never actually, I've never actually sat down and thought, but that's Rashford, bro. Rashford is chaos ball, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but he loves it. <laughs> he loves it. But um, do you know what? You would think that it's actually a, a slow week, but just bringing up McKenna, I completely forgot that he left the club. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, is it MK Dons? Where, where's he going to manage? Uh, he went to Ipswich. He went Ipswich, to I- Ipswich. Okay. Ipswich, and he took a another one of our staff, Martin Pert. Um, he's another one that was brought under Oli. I'm not sure if that's the guy who used to travel around the world and can speak speak a lot of languages. I will double check that. But um yeah, um, McKenna's gone. It's been quite an uh, ascent from for, from for him. 
back in 2017, in May 2017, he was the under-18s coach for Tottenham. By the end of May 2019, he was essentially the first team coach at United and he was delivering the coaching. So within two years, that's quite an ascent. Um, what I mean, the thing is, with a coach, it's hard to say what do you think of him because you're you're not you're not going to see his mm. coaching plans or the coaching sessions he put he put on. But just in terms of the product on the pitch, what do you think of him and anything else you've heard of who McKenna? Like, are we real, man? Maybe I'm not too deep in the football and and uh, analyst world. But obviously, I know he was a youth coach at Tottenham, and we poached him because he was allegedly the future. Surprisingly, really good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah apparently, yeah. The, the future, the young guys, in his he's, you know, I don't, know, I don't know what qualifications he had. Let me not speak because I, I genuinely don't know. So I don't want to mock a man when I don't even know the facts. But yeah, apparently, obviously, he was, he was, people were talking a big talk about him. And if you give, if you'd feed in Oli them ideas, then brother, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's it's really not good. If 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 he was one of the masterminds behind Oli and what Oli was doing, then yeah, then that that doesn't impress me. That doesn't impress me. And I always think there's backroom stuff. Like I know Oli was the one that fell on his sword, and obviously he had man like Carrick there and Fletcher was there for a bit, and McKenna's like right that. Feeling like, did you like? Did you agree with what he was doing? Like, what what was it? You know, like I don't think anyone that's coming from that era can really leave with their head held high. I know Carrick did because he done the noble thing and stepped aside, but just like bra, like you got we were down horrendously bad. Mm. You know, horrendously, and like I'm obviously I know the buck stops with Ollie because he's the manager, but surely you're telling him, nah, this ain't good, or are you all yes men? What one is it? Well, you guys having arguments back and forth with Ollie's, but now you need to put you up and he was holding steadfast, or was you all yes men? If you're yes men, then you know, then it's it's not good look either. But he's gonna be the manager of Ipswich, so the buck will fully stop with him. So we'll really see what he's about. Maybe mm-hmm. Ollie was blocking him. Maybe Ollie was blocking him. He had the genius, and Ollie was like, No, 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 it's my way or the highway. And he said, All right, cool, I'll back off. So we'll see what he's about. The championships are uh, unforgiven league. It's league so, one, you know. They're in League One. League bro. One. Right. They're doing league one. They're yeah, so they got, they, got, they got American owners now and they've been like touted as they they should have won the league last year. Didn't get anywhere near that. Same again this year. I think they're sitting 11th at the moment. So that'll be interesting. Damn, I'm not I'm out of sync, bro. I'm gonna check that. But um yeah, by the way, the guy he's taken as his assistant coach, that's the guy who is very multilingual. And um, he's worked with Bielsa before, who apparently Bielsa called brilliant. So, yeah. Um, Gaz, what do you think about McKenna? Um, I wanted him to do well, man, because obviously I have history, like, um, as in working in football, sort of coaching and stuff. So whenever young coaches sort of get a nice opportunity or such a big opportunity, I really want them to do well. So I was really hoping him and Carrick, like, I was happy that they got their opportunities. Um, but on the pitch, the product wasn't reproduced in terms of the hope and the expectations, I guess, we had of them. And again, don't get me wrong, there were issues with the playing squad and so on and so forth. But even on at the back end of Jose's era, which McKenna came in for, no? Yeah, he did, didn't yes, he? he did. Um, and Carrick was already there with Jose as well. Bro, the product on the pitch for over a period of, what, 
three and a half years or so. It hasn't been good, man. It hasn't. And I, I, I just didn't understand what United were trying to do on the pitch other than chaos ball. And again, it just every time I talk about chaos ball, I think of Bruno, bro. But like before Bruno came, we had we had nothing. We were floundering. Only could have lost his job in that period. Put it that way. Many a um, time. Before Bruno, before Bruno actually came in. Um, and that just seemed to be our, our way of play was get the ball to Bruno and let him do something. There were odd moments like where Martial, Rashford would link up and it would look good. But that would just seem like get the ball to our better players and let the better players do what they tend to do. Not what if the what if that doesn't work? There wasn't anything else. And I don't know. Even defensively, bro. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I wish him good luck. At, uh, wish him the best of luck at Ipswich, though, because obviously, again, he had such a great reputation before he joined us, you know? Um, and again, he's a young coach. He's still quite young. Into his, what, yeah, he's 35, isn't it? Yeah, it's 35. Nothing in coaching years. He shouldn't even, he's not even meant to have been started yet, in truth. You know, so, um, yeah, I wish him the best of luck. I hope it all works out. And I think our coaching staff got quite big. I don't know. I saw a picture of our bench against, I think it was Norris, and there was like... <laughs> 15 men on the bench. So, yeah, <laughs> it did need to be streamlined from what it seems. Um, although it would have been nice to have kept a core of what we had from sort of another era because they know the players and all that stuff. But yeah, that's football, isn't it? Uh, and it gives Ruff a chance to refresh everything now in terms of what we have at United in terms of coaching stuff. So, he's already called out Mike Feeling, isn't it? So, you know, he did what? Sorry, he called out Mike Feeling. You're lying. What happened? Yeah, he said, um. <laughs> I can't remember what he said, but he basically said, um, yeah, Mike doesn't do anything on the training pitch. He's inside or um, just watching videos or doing uh, analysis or something like that. So, How was it said, though? Was it like... He basically said, I don't know what this man does. That's basically yeah. what he said. He said, I don't know what this man does. That's interesting, <laughs> you know. That's interesting, man. Yeah, I, I don't see why that guy brother's there anymore anyway. Yeah, you used to coach at United and I respect everything you've done for the club, but bro, Vibes. It's, it's, not the, it's not the 2000s, it's not the 90s, it's not the 2010s. Bro, we're in a new era. Let's 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 just go into the new era. Uh, why are we holding on to the United tradition? Too? Don't get me wrong, you do need a, a small core of people that understand the club. So Fletch being there, for example, he's quite young. I don't mind, innit? I don't mind mm. you. I don't even understand what his role is. He seems like a coach out there himself. But yeah, feeling. Come on, man. Allow me, bro. Um, he said. Um, let me get the full quote. This because it's fucking hilarious. Um, Mike feeling is not watching the training sessions. He also didn't do that when Ollie was in charge. But he's also part of the training group of the staff. But he's never on the pitch when we train. He's not out there. He didn't do that when Ollie was in charge. As I said, boy. So what are you doing, cuz? <laughs> I love it. You're so elegant. Elegant. <laughs> so it's sort of nice, a nice polite takedown. Just look, I don't know what this man does. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classy. That's a man with class, fam. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's two more coaches gone after Carrick as well. Um he brought in a Ranyuk brought in Chris Armas, who was at some team in Canada in MLS and he in terms of the fans and the journalists from there apparently was fucking awful but um <laughs> and that's that, that's me being polite but that was him as a manager wasn't it not yeah that, that's him as a manager so it's it's very different but of course that's um the last 
piece of evidence we have of him. Yeah. Then he brought in a psychologist as well, which yeah. 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 is quite, quite strange. About that as well. It's quite funny because I was thinking, you, have you now not had a psychologist this whole time? It makes yeah, sense we, why. We've had one since 2002, I think, you know, since Fergie. Fergie got, yeah, since then. I mean, it makes sense why these players go through form and they, they just go down a, a fucking rabbit hole because what the fuck is that? It's been 18 years since we got we had a psychologist in the club. It's roughly, yeah, 2002, 2003. I'm, I'm almost certain I read that in an article where it said yeah. that. Then. But yeah, um, those have been in two editions. Apparently, he might add one more, but I'm not sure if he will. Um, and yeah, that is is a, it was a weird week. Um, it was a weird week because there's been no games. Um, what do you think about this whole COVID thing? Because um, it came out after the Brian game was um, called off that we would have had nine senior players available for Brentford and seven available for Brighton. They didn't make that known until the Brighton game was called off. Um, Up until that point, it was, there's a few positive cases, but um, that's it. And that they just, they are, there's a, there's a COVID outbreak. They had to close down the training ground. And it was believed that because they had to close down the training ground and players couldn't train, that's the reason why the game was called off. But do you think we would only have that amount of players available because they, a lot of them got COVID or it's because most of them aren't vac, so they have to self-isolate? We don't even know. I don't even know what the numbers. Like, I don't know what their numbers are. Is it? I've read somewhere like in the Premier League that low 60% are vaccinated. It's 68% in 68. Okay. Premier League. It's 90, it's 90 plus everywhere in the other top five leagues so you just what's that so that's seven in ten uh, what's that so oh they 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 released new numbers today and yeah okay 77 percent are vaccinated but i believe 16 percent of prep 16 percent of premier league players do not have have not even got the first jab yeah that is Boy, I, you know, <laughs> we, we, I, obviously I know what I do for what, but on on a real like, if you if you want to take it, I, obviously I think people should take it. Let me make that clear. But obviously, if you don't want to, the individual, then you know, I, I I don't know if the clubs can mandate you to take it. I don't think I don't know if the clubs have that authority. Um, but we 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 obviously we know what the vaccine does. It reduces the severity of it. It can't stop you from transmitting. Uh, the virus, so but we also know these players have complained of long COVID. Paul Pogba complained about it. Kevin De Bruyne came out recently and was saying that he with long COVID he's had the effect, so it does demonstrate the potential ramifications of getting the virus. But, um, it, it I guess if they couldn't train, you're not gonna be at your best. I know Chelsea tried to um, get their game called off, but they don't. Right, they they tried it, man. They're nasty people, them brothers there, man. They're yeah, just... they, they tried to show on them, man, but they ain't got the source to influence the Premier League. That, that's Man United heritage. Wow. You know the vibes. That's heritage. You can't buy that. Listen oh, here, Chelsea yeah. Hour, Coward you can't Hour. buy that. <laughs> you just came on the scene in 0304. We've been doing this. <laughs> We've been doing, we've been influencing the league for time. Come on, um, but yeah, they can't. Players can't train, and they're not fit enough. Uh, then yeah, postpone the games, and their games that 
we like to think that we could win uh, even with a slightly depleted team. But if we have a fuller squad when we face Brentford and Brighton, then so be it. Uh, nice, nice. Um, as mentioned earlier, there are a few rumors about incomings. We mentioned uh, Bibuka Kamara, um, Amadou Haidara has been linked. Um, he had some quotes about him, um, speaking about it, saying, um, obviously he's a big United fan, and um, he was speaking about that. He was speaking about Ranik as well, but he did say, um, he loves. Uh, he's at Leipzig right now. He loves he loves Leipzig and um, he's happy to stay. But who who knows? Who knows in the future? As they all say, um, another one that's just been linked to us today is quite frankly it's a strange one. But um, I'm not sure if you heard of a guy called Julian Alvarez, uh, Argentine. He's 21. Um, uh, an Argentine journalist has just said that. Uh, negotiations has sped up between United and River Plate for this guy. Um, he is an attacker. He's not. He's not a DM. He's another uh, attacker. Um, um, he's just come off a season where he scored eighteen in twenty-one and six assists as well. Mm. Um, I think this is his first um season where he's proper. He's proper playing a lot of games. So. It's, like he's been he's been on the radar of top clubs for a while, but this is the first. This is first. Like this is like his breakout season now, and it seems like there's reports coming out of Argentina that United are the most interested. Given what we spoke about earlier with um, Martial, Cavani, and Lingard, if let's say two were to leave, um, with Cavani going on free or Martial going on loan, whatever, and we get in Alvarez. Um, I'm not sure if you would seen or know anything about the guy. Would you find that um, good? Um, well, if he's a new Kun, if he's a new Aguero, but for us, I'm not mad at that. But I don't know. I feel as though we've got some young players of a similar age um, who we haven't seen enough of at a higher level. So Ahmad, for example, and it's been mm. talked going out on loan but we I, I obviously from what it seems he seems like a very exciting player but I would love to see that tested at the highest levels obviously he played the Champions League game against young boys um if we had a couple of injuries I don't know talent you, you always want to acquire the best talent there is in the world but I feel as though well if we have the likes of Ahmad and Pelestri's out on loan isn't he, is he, yep. is he yeah I don't know how he's getting on so that's quite poor for me but if we've got these young boys here, are we just stockpiling talent for the sake of stockpiling talent? That was Chelsea's um, problems a few years ago. Yeah, so I don't know. I'd, I think I'd much rather see Ahmad get some more minutes in games where he's going to be tested. Premier League is one of the most intense and tough leagues in the world. I'd like to see how he does. Um, I know he can bad up the youth level. 23 is, is walking the park. I want to see him at a, at a level where he's now required to, to, to really play and to... Uh, and to compete, so that would be interesting. I'd much rather that. But if, if if this kid is meant to be the bee's knees, then then fucking go buy him. I've basically uh, waffled a load of nonsense. And said, go buy him. <laughs> yeah, it all depends on how how good this kid is supposed to be, man. Um, per Lestri, he's played sixteen games, but he's only start started six. Um, mm. 
so yeah, he's played about six hundred minutes, which is equivalent of like seven, seven games. So not much. We need to get that kind of uh, Gallagher clause, man. The, you see what the clause he's got with Palace and Chelsea. They said he has to start like is it sixty percent, seventy percent of the games or something like that. So, oh, so I didn't know need, that. We need to put them clauses in these are contracts, man. I, I we got to play on loan that's barely even touching ball. Yeah, um, yeah, but that that one's still relatively mm. new. Um, in terms of the centre midfielder, there's um, so there's been Hadara, there's been Kamara, um, De Jong's been linked as well because apparently he's on the way out, and we've also been linked with um, Sergi Milinkovic Savic. Um, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, because apparently Sari doesn't like him because he's uh, he's arrogant. Um, with De Jong and Savage, what do you think of the both of them as potential signings? I'll let you go first, my boy. Oh, cool. Uh, bruv, I can't even pronounce his name, but I'm just gonna say Savage in it. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've just or been. SMS is is fine. Oh yeah, fair. We've just been with that guy for years, man. So uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like the Stardust has sort of as is not as shiny as it used to be. Um, but again, I go back to the point: is he an upgrade on what we currently have in those positions? Yeah, probably. Not even probably. He is an upgrade on Tom and um, Fred. If would if he play there though? Because he's not. I mean, he has played deeper since that breakout season, but. I don't know. If we're acquiring him to be uh, one of the two tens, then what's the point? I think, uh, 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 yeah, I don't see the need. Unless PP's definitely on his way out. Even Link, like Lingard, I'd like to, Jesse as a, one of the two tens would be quite interesting as well, seeing as he's not leaving in Jan. I don't know. I don't see the point. In, uh, the, 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 the need to improve our team is clearly in those deeper line positions. And again, it's, it's, I'm not saying anything revolutionary here. This is everything that you guys have spoken about on here for years, let alone any other sort of United-based media. But yeah, man, I don't need another 10. So if that's the case, then miss me with it. I can't lie. Um, who was the other person you mentioned? Frankie De Jong. Boy, Boy I, I don't know. Zabi's spoken as if he doesn't want that guy to go at all. Um, but he hasn't lit the new camp of light, has he? He's been good, but I, I wouldn't say he, he's been shackled by what's been a very, very shambolic Barcelona setup. So it's hard to judge him. Um, but everything about him before and everything I've seen of him in terms, I've seen him a couple of times for Holland. Um, he looks a good, good player, bro. He would be deeper, though, wouldn't he, for sure? Yeah, he would be. Again, that's an upgrade on those bozos in there, bro. Um, so if that's the case, but what's the situation contract wise? Sorry, if that matter, asking. Contract wise, uh, when did he sign? So it would have been 2019. So I believe he signed a five year contract. So I believe he has three years left. Now. Yeah, Barca get them on them long deals. They don't, they don't oh, he will have he will have two years left by end. Who who reported the the the, the young stuff? Was that, uh, uh, it's not cursed. Uh, no, I don't think so. It was coming out of Spain. I, okay, cool. I, I believe. I saw something on the Manchester Evening News, that's all. Um, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely an upgrade on them two in there. So, um, and Matic, Matic is just old and yeah, still can't so, be game bro, he, three years, 
Who's that, Nemanja? No, yeah, yeah. We gave him like you gave him a three year deal, then you don't even then yeah in twenty twenty. Right, we did. What did we give Matto in terms of Villa's last deal? I'm sure we gave him a nice little two three year as well. Yeah, we did. I don't know, man. The man at the club don't seem to really have a, a nice grasp. Bro, that's a one year rolling deal at at best. Mm-hmm. A one to see what you can actually get out of those individuals at the, the latter end of their career. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, De Jong, I'd be more open to De Jong than, than SMS. I can't lie to you. Michael? Um, I'll be honest, I've, I've not seen much of the, the band from Lazio, but um, obviously Frankie De Jong, a very good player playing in Barca, obviously the Barca, Barcelona. You can't, I can't even believe it's the same Barcelona that used to just scare everyone in Champions League. They are down horrendously bad right now. I can't. It's just, it's unfathomable. You know, this is, I guess, when I started watching ball, Ronaldinho was the guy and obviously him and Eto, they used to, uh, obviously, Ludovic, Julian, them, man. Oh, jeez. Van Bronckhorst, and he had Yabi and Iniesta, he had the the perfect trio of of Yabi and Iniesta and Busquets. I I just can't believe this is Barcelona. It's scary to watch. Very, very scary to watch. Hey, but... isn't Memphis thinking up the joint as well? Small, small. I've not heard I've anything. Seen, I've seen him chipping with a few goals here and yeah. there, but nothing, okay, okay. nothing I to... Mean, I mean, he's thinking, but he's thinking less than the others in it, so... Right, he can hold right, his head right. decently high um, compared to uh, what the others are there. But yeah, I just... I, I think Frankie De Jong, obviously 24, still, still a good age. He's experienced mm. at the highest level. Um... You you come and improve the team sort of massively, and he's 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 comfortable all, all across the midfield. Yeah, uh, I think that's something something that we don't really have. We don't really have a midfielder right now that you can put anywhere, and they will be all right. Cool, they will still do a very good job. Like the 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 problem we've had with or the the I guess Pogba is a victim of his own ability in the in the sense that people he's been put in a pivot, but also we know he can play sort of further forward. But I think Frankie De Jong will be someone that genuinely. You can put him further forward or further back, and uh, he'll still be very comfortable. But will Barcelona yeah. sell? I think that's the big question, and I don't think they would. That's an asset, man. That's an asset. Yeah. I it's, it's... I, I, at the end of the day, the reason why they want to sell apparently is because he's their most profitable a- asset they can sell. So if they want to make if, if they want to make signings, for example, if they want to get Ferran Torres, as Gas said at, at the top of the pod. Um, mate, they'll have to get the money from somewhere. That's insane to me that you'd go and sell Frankie De Jong to get Torres. I don't know. He's Torres is anyway. I think, I mean, this this not a Barcelona pod, but I think they think because they have Gavi, Pedri, and Nico, whoever, that they can slide through with that midfield. Fair enough. But um, yeah, fair enough. Um, and the last thing about transfers, actually, um. Hendo, uh, it looks like he's going to be leaving us, whether it be in January. I don't think he's going to leave in January because it will just leave us with Heaton as backup. But it's looking like he will leave at the end of the season mm. to get regular first-team football elsewhere. Guys, I don't think I've heard your opinion on Henderson. So, Oh, cool. Um, he seems uh, he's look, seems like a good keeper, like young uh commanding he's happy to come out and collect the ball and be a bit more of a presence and to like any sort of ball that's coming over the top he'll be there to sort of sweep up a bit more than De Gea who's a bit more reluctant to do so De Gea's the better shop stopper clearly 
Um, and De Gea seems to be enjoying the fact we're shit again. So he's, he's you know, he's being used much more in terms of shot stopping and stuff. When there's nothing to do is when I'm worried about that guy, De Gea. Um, but De Gea is still, for a young, was he 29? Is he no. Now? It must be 30 now. Because he's signed. 30. I think he's 30 now because he signed when he was Even 19. if he's 30, bro, like... When did yeah, we sign? 30, 30, 31. We November. signed him when he was, yeah, so we, 31, yeah. Bro, the way I, got, the way I look at it is we signed Van der Sar. I'm pretty sure Van der Sar was in his 30s. That yeah, because he, he, he signed in 2005, I believe, and he left in 2011 when he was 40. Bro, so, like, yeah. obviously, I know they're not the same player, but keepers generally in their prime are later on in their career. Keepers can play for longer, generally speaking. So De Gea, the better shot stopper. The higher wage earner, I can't see them looking to get rid of him for Hendo, as great as Hendo, as good as Hendo could be. Um, and I think he has ambitions to be England number one and to play football regularly. So, And that's what he was doing for three years. Well, two, was it three years? He spent two, three years with Sheffield, no? Two years. Uh, he was at uh, another club before that. Cool, cool. My bad, my bad. So let the boy go play, man. As much as I like seeing young players come through, um, Maybe put a clause in there. Maybe. Do you know what I'm saying? Put a little, yeah, if you if you do your thing, you can come back one day. Because obviously he's a United boy from what, he's, from what I know. So, yeah, let him go play, man. And if at worst, let him come back. Because I don't think it, I don't think football is like, oh, you let me go, I'm not going to come back. I think if we put enough of a sort of offer in front of him, he would come back. So, yeah, let him go, man. Let him go play. Nice, 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 nice. Um... We're going to preview the games. Newcastle well, next. Hey. Hopefully, there will, there, there will be games. You um, said that's three points of this Newcastle, basically. Oh, I mean, on, they, you know, they, are, they are horrific right now. They man. are. They are. But wouldn't wouldn't it be so united just to give them a leg up? Just pause. Just, you know, <laughs> just to, you know. They had Aruan Basaka smacking in, saying he just wants to smash it. <laughs> In that, <laughs> in that position, I I just have to smash it. I just have to. I just have to, please. <laughs> but um, given I mean, it's impossible to make like lineup predictions. Given like we don't know who has COVID, who's who's been affected worse by it and stuff like that. But um, ideally, they've all had good recoveries from it, and everyone has tested net negative or. Those who are available have tested negative. Uh, what would what lineup would would you like to see out there, Michael? Uh, would like and what he'll do are probably two slightly different things. But I think he'll probably go with the gay and goal. Uh, I think he'll keep Tellers at left back and Dalla at, at right back. He'll probably go with. I don't know if uh, Lindelof has recovered from uh, his chest uh, concerns he had. Uh, if he has, then it'll probably be. Maguire and Lindelof, because I don't know if Rand's ready, ready but yet. Rand was supposed to be back for Brighton. Wolf, well, if Rand's back, then it's still going to be Maguire and Varane. Should Varane's it be? Not... You, you think he's not ready? I'm asking, should Maguire... Is Maguire our second best centre-back, is my question. I mean, he, he might be the fourth best, but let's not go into uh, that too yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in, in the ideal world... If it was up to me, I would I would go Varane and Bay, but um, I think 
I think it'll probably be Varane as the number one, and it'll probably be Maguire number two, maybe Lindelof number three, and Bayer number four. That's that seems to be the hierarchy um, that he will elect for. Definitely Varane number one, and the other two. I, I say this like he's picked Varane because Varane's been fit, but I think we all ostensibly know Varane's the the best centre back at the club. Um, so let's just say Varane and Maguire. And then he loves Mac Fred. Oh, we shouldn't call him that because Fred's his own man now. So Fred and McTominay um, in the in the two sort of holding positions. Then I think he'll go Sancho and Bruno with Ronaldo and uh, Rashford. I think that's his right now. He's preferred and he's settled sort of four two two two. Um, I would love, you know. Bruno's not been the same since Ronaldo came up, but I'd love I'd love to see Donny in there, man. Uh, do you know what it is? I just want to see Donny have a run of games to see whether he what level he's really at. I think that's just what it is for me. Every time I'm on the pod, I'm always like Donny, Donny, Donny. I literally just want to see him have a run of games. Let's see what this guy can do. Mm. That that's basically what it is for me. We know what Bruno can do, and I think Ronaldo's taken a bit of his shine um, since Ronaldo's come out of the club because. The the sort of chaos Bruno would do before. I think now he's like the chaos is no pass to Ronaldo. Um, so I want to see what Donny can do. So I would love to see Donny in there ahead of Bruno for a few games. But I think I think Ralph uh, has other ideas. I don't know about you. What you man think about the team would be? Um, I I mean it's not good to <laughs> it's not good to wish ill will on people, but um. Hope it's just taking a bit longer for people to recover. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a tad, just a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, a smidge. Few extra days. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing life threatening. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. just like an extra cough, you know. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. So hopefully with that, I would, I would like to see a. I would like to see Don- Donny in there, maybe for one of the bozos in midfield. Um, would like to see Varane and Lindelof all by, um, like Varane with Lindelof all by. Um, I would want to see Greenwood with mm-hmm. Ronaldo up top as well, because I'm I'm re- I'm really not liking the partnership with Ronaldo and Rashford to be honest. And to be honest. Ronaldo doesn't play well with those type of type of players. He plays well with very they they ha, they either have to work extremely hard or they have to be very technically secure in everything they do. While Rashford is good technically, he does tries very risky things and it doesn't help because when you have someone like Ronaldo, that's not good. And that's why him and Bruno don't mix very well. So we do need someone that is going to dovetail Ronaldo better. So I would like to see Greenwood up there and see how that works. Um, and yeah, um, I'm just finding it difficult. Oh, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to find a way to get McTominay and Bruno out the team at the same time in this current moment. So if I could clone Donny, I would. So um, <laughs> just to get them both out. But And seeing as Pop-Pop is out. But yeah, Um I do think he will go with the same team if everyone is fit and firing. What about you guys? Uh, which one is it? What do I want or what do I think? Give us a mixture of both. Yeah, nice. Um, I would like to see Varane with Lindelof. 
Uh, I feel like has a nice combination of skill sets. Um, both comfortable in the ball, but around slightly more athletic despite the injuries. Um, I assume Dallow will resume. And for now, I'm not too mad at it. In certain games where we're going to dominate the ball, as much as he's a bozo, um, he provides something on that right-hand side. So I'm happy for Dallow to keep his place for now. Um, and Wan-Bissaka maybe to go back to the ball courts in South London and, and play something. <laughs> <laughs> play some knocks, play some FA, play some knockouts. That's just some knockouts, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, left back, Tellers is just a bit mid, you know, but it, pff, until Shaw gets rid of his sort of bozo gene um, from a year and a half ago, uh, yeah, Tellers keeps his place. Again, he's quite mid. I, I just think he's half decent at everything. There isn't a skill. His striking technique is quite good, to be fair to him, but... I don't know, man. I'm not sold on him at all. And I don't think he's the most intelligent player defensively either. I feel like you can get at him either sort of off the ball in terms of someone that's good off the ball. And I believe you can... I don't believe he's that great a sort of 1v1 defender either, personally. Um, but yeah, he keeps his place. Uh, the, in terms of the two, I feel as though we ain't played football in time, so maybe Matic can slide in there with... Matic with... Tom. Uh, uh, I'd like to see... Ugh, not Tom. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with a Matic and Van der Beek. Uh, if Matic sort of is staying there, Van der Beek can get about the pitch fairly well, um, and he's quite tenacious. Um, in terms of the two behind the striker, uh, I don't want to see Bruno. I actually want to see Lingard and Sanch as the two. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I like Lingard. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's amazing. And I don't think he's necessarily a United starter on a week-to-week basis. But I feel as though um, he's quite an interplay type player. So, in terms of linking up and stuff, him and Sanch can do those bits in terms of linking up together, combining uh, around sort of Ronaldo. And although I don't like Rash in terms of as part of the front two, I think we need someone who provides a bit of a threat in behind. So it's, if, if it's not him, it's Mason, who's actually improved on that aspect of his game. I feel as though he's gotten better at running off the ball and getting in behind rather than the ball to feet all the time. Um, if I was to go with him, it'd probably be Rash because he's better at it. And I feel as though if you have two players that are going to sort of combine like Sancho and Lingon like to do, you need someone like Rash who will get in behind. But do I think that will happen? No, I think we'll probably go like Tom and Fred, Sancho and Bruno, Ronaldo, Rashford up top. That's what I think we'll do. I think we'll go back to what has worked as long as everyone's COVID-free. Lovely. Uh, we have a game after, I believe it's Burnley. Uh, that, that's going to be quite a tight turnaround. You sound so depressed, bro. <laughs> fam, I don't even want to... Fam, you have to realise, any time they play, I have to write... I can't miss games, bro. Yeah, I bro. can't take time for my, men- for my mental health because this team gets mad. It's so bloody <laughs> mad, but yeah, nah. But I am, I can't lie, I, I do miss watching United too because even though they give me an angry feeling, it's still a feeling, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we have Burnley after, and I believe we have Wolves after on New Year's Day. So, um, after a break, the game's gonna come thick and fast. Um, yeah. And I feel like we'll get some listeners' questions now. Let me get them up first. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, is Bubaka Kamara a player we should be getting? 
Um, did we, we didn't actually speak about I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to speak on that one. Yeah. Uh, Michael spoke, spoke about him briefly. Um, we done a patron piece, this infamous patron piece with me, Mariah and Stevie, where um, we... Collab thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we um, we um, went and looked for a, a DM that we could potentially get. Um, uh, I said Locatelli. This was before the Euros, by by, oh. by the way. I was I was on the hype train way before that. Just so you know, um, Stevie went for Gravin Birch, and Mariah went for Kamara. Um, and the thing that he said is that he's very good defensively because he was a centre back and he has moved it into DM because he's good enough on the ball. Mm. Um, and um, he's very he's very physically able. That's something that Mariah Mara said. I've not seen much of him. I've heard a lot about him from other people. Um, some other people said that he's not good enough on the ball to be at the end in the prem. And he, if he was to come to Prem, he more, more likely to go back to centre-back. Damn. Um, and that um, also his mobility isn't the greatest as well in terms of getting around the pitch, which is surprising given that France is essentially just transition versus transition. So um, it'll be interesting. In terms of what I've seen and what I know, um, I would be comfy him coming in at a low price and then uh, like being like a squaddy or something like that but in terms yeah, of like yeah. a bona fide starter maybe to get to get us over the line but you know with united once you're in the starting 11 it takes a miracle to get you out so yeah Would you, I, ideally then so let's just say we can get Again, it's ideal, it's not it's hypothetical, but let's just say there's any DM in the world we can get that's realistic as a signing. Who would you so let's say summer 2022? Who would you man looking at? Um well three really. Um Basuma, but with that charge over his head. Yeah, <laughs> that's a mazine. Yeah. Um that's prem tax as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he, he he will have a year left on his deal, I believe, by this summer. Cool. Okay. So it wouldn't be as much. Uh, Neves as well. Um, the worst thing is, I wish we could just combine Basuma and Neves because you have the perfect DM. Just have the perfect DM. And then the other one would be Tushiameni from Monaco. I feel like he's excellent. Very, very, very good. Um, and he's. I feel like that would be one that would be cheaper than both of them, and potentially someone that could come in and start playing off the bat. He's young, uh, can get around. He, um, amazing defensively, amazing defensively, and I feel like he is good enough on the ball. But I do feel like that's more of a weakness in this game. But that's something where you don't need to be an amazing line breaker. You just need to be comfortable enough on it where you're not uh, pressing trigger and you're able to get out of traps. Um, so that would be my three. Cool. What about you guys? No idea. No reason. Really <laughs> that's why I threw it to you, man. I have no clue right now. But um, I do like the look of Basuma, though. But yeah, that, that uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have no, no one else in mind, bro. I actually, I'll be very, very honest with you. I'm defo against Declan Rice. Um, completely and utterly 
against it. I've seen your agenda on him, Elijah. I have an agenda. Why, why are you not feeling him? Why are you not feeling him? Um, I just feel as though he's bang average, bro. I don't even feel like he's necessarily like a, like a... I don't know. I feel like he's, yeah, he's just good. He's just a good player. Again, he's better than what we've got, no doubt. But nothing about him screams to me that he excels at anything. He can carry the ball fairly well. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's the best under the press in terms of let's just say we were trying to play out and break and play through the thirds. I wouldn't say he excels at that. He he wins the ball back fairly well. Um, mm-hmm. I think I saw some stats where he was like one of the better ball winners in the in the league. Yeah. Um, I don't think he screens well. I don't think he's like intelligent in terms of screening, passing lanes and protecting his centre backs. I just think he's a good player, but nothing about him screams. Nothing, nothing screams 100 million. There we go, bro. Probably, which is probably what they would want for him. There we go, bro. Um, England international, 22, playing in a, pre- a few years of Prem experience. So, yeah, he's not going to come cheap at all. Uh, what, what about you, Matt? Because I've got, I got nothing. Oh, um, Jonas, you said who would you go for? Then you, you caveat that, you put a little caveat at the end, like who who would be realistic? Obviously, I started thinking about Casemiro, but I was like, Michael, <laughs> man, that is. That's the, that's, bro. that's the level, though. That's the level you want. You want a defensive midfielder that can play defensive midfield by themselves. That is what we've been spending how many years playing with two DMs because neither of them are good enough, and collectively, they're not good enough. Um, but as, as you say, um, the young guy Kamara obviously, he's available on a free in the summer, so we can probably get him for a bit cheap and see what he can do. Um, the man from Monaco, Tushio Meni, who was playing with Pogba, I think in one of the recent internationals looked a bit interesting. Um, Pogba loves him, he loves him, <laughs> Pogba loves him, yeah. So, if look, if, if that if that convinces Pogba to stay beyond his contract or to sign a new deal, because that's another thing, man. You got you, this people love uh, Tushio Meni, uh, oh. Monaco, so you got. You got Paul Pogba, who's got six months left on Easter. We're talking about other players who time running out. You got you got our, our, one of well before Ronaldo came, definitely our best player. Uh, I don't know if you people will still say Pogba is with Ronaldo at the team, um, but you've got a, a very special talent, clearly our best midfielder, who you know could be leaving for nothing. Insane. You know, uh, deja vu. He's going, man. He would have signed by now, on it. He's going. Yeah, he's going. He's going. Yeah, I think he's out of here. Um, he'll go to one of the probably Madrid. PSG. He's going to PSG. PSG Madrid something. Like that. I can see it being in Madrid where they're trying to do their rebuild, isn't it? The Galactic right. in. Yeah, and it's burn me, man. It is what it is, bro. Yeah. So you think um, the new club will sign Storm Stormzy to do the new intro track as well? No, no, no. They they will get that Italian TikTok guy to do it. Oh, Quabellare. Yeah. <laughs> um, that question was from David Seller. Thank you. Um, this one's from Jack Wilson95. Anyone on the panel watch much of Hannibal at the Arab Cup? What do you think his route into the first team looks like? I'm a fraud. I haven't. Um <laughs> I saw him holding trophies. Uh, uh he got a runners-up because they finished second. Everyone's yeah. been talking about this guy. I'll, I'll be live to say if I watch the games, but I think 
uh, from the you the youth sort of highlights I've seen of him, man, this guy he he, he needs to be given a chance. He needs to be given a chance. And I think the reason I say this more and more is because who have we got playing every single game? And it's like, you've got young, exciting players like that who can't get into the team. Come on. Like, what is going on? What hold does Fred and McTominay? Because it's no longer my Fred, because Fred is his own entity now. But what do these two have over these managers, man? So, you know yeah. what it is, yeah? I think he probably... Well, there's a couple of things. With Oli, they were stopgaps who ended up being permanents because he had no nous to work around the fact that we... Uh, Maguire was a weakness. Maguire and Lindelof together is a weakness, and he had no way of working around that. And it that was why mm. they, they lasted under Oli. And then under Ralph, as it stands, well, firstly, it's, it's um, a seamless transition in terms of from that era to this sort of Ranick stuff. And Ranick likes players that can cover, cover ground and can run. Mm. And Tom, I heard his running stats are insane in terms of covering ground and speed. Fit, isn't it? And Fred is Fred, isn't it? Fred will run and kick and disrupt. So <laughs> run and I get it. But obviously, from what it seems, bro, this Hannibal kid is is the one man. And apparently I've read something online um where like they were talking about how impressed they've been with his sort of attitude as well. Because he used to be someone that would get into a lot of confrontations and during games and stuff. And he sort of worked on that sort of aspect of his game. So aside from the technical aspect of, in terms of how good he is, he's sort of working on sort of other, the other side of his game as well. So, boy, Ralph likes young players. Um, let's see what he does, man. Why not? If, if, if Elanga can sort of... And he's 18 as well. Why not? Why not for me? Nah, run him, run him. Bring him through, man. Bring him through. Let's start leading him in. You know, is we give these meaty Brandon Williams, Scott McTominay chances. Yeah, nah, give me <laughs> a bro. Um, the thing is, you spoke about his mentality. Uh, they basically, essentially, because he was, because he's so good uh, in the under 23s, people just used to kick him. And then obviously he would react because, you know, he's naturally, North, naturally, naturally. He is North African and they are very um, temper thought. Apparently. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, what's terrorist he's gonna draw up now? Allegedly, <laughs> I mean, but um, and like they they would do shit like pull his hair because you know he has that big afro. Is like we run and they'll people pull his head or kick him and stuff like that. So he now, does get kicked get about for that still. I can't lie, that's mad. Yeah, yeah. So he he does get kicked about a bit. So it was about responding to that. But I do feel like the United Academy do purposely put in front these roadblocks to test these players which yeah, yeah, yeah. is good um, and also he's coming back from the Arab Cup um, and he's got AFCOD in Jan which is probably oh, going to go yeah he's probably going to go to as well right so, busy busy yeah. busy so he's going to play games though at a, at a yeah, somewhat high level yeah fair yeah. enough yeah so I, that's that's why I don't think he'll be integrated properly around this time because AFCON starts legit at the beginning of Jan, and he's just gonna come back from the Arab Cup now. He might, he might not even come back to United. He might just fly out with the Tunisia team and go still train, train with them. I'm not sure. So yeah, I'm that, not sure. I hope, I hope the Afcon pams Liverpool. I hope it pams them, man. <laughs> oh but, yeah, Mane and the thing is, yeah, the thing is, they're only they're only gonna miss two cup two league games. That's jarring. 
in the month, there's legit going to be two league games they miss because of cups and whatever and stuff like that, and the winter break and whatever. So it's only going to be two league games, which isn't that bad. But um, yeah, uh, so that's going to be difficult for him. But um, hopefully he does get a chance under Ralph. Thank you, Jack Wilson. Um, Michael Griggs, 26, long-term listener, always Hello, asking questions. Thank you. Um, do you think we could finish above Chelsea this season in the table? No. Just to give context on this question I had at the table before, we have 16 really? points. In, we have not 16 points. 27, 27 16 points games. in 16 games. And Chelsea have 38 in 18. So essentially, if we do win our two games in hand, we'll be five points with a worse goal difference, so basically six points. Yeah. Um, they're, they're Chelsea are faltering. Chelsea are faltering, and guys, you mentioned it at the top. You know, like with their form, they could get dragged into this top four race. You know, because currently it was initially a free horse race, but Chelsea have sort of pulled back a bit. So yeah, I guess it's conditioned on us winning our, our next two games or our games in hand, and if we're going to run, because I think we. Generally, no cap. I think we can win all our games until we meet Man City away on the 5th of March. Yeah, like, league games. I think we could go on a two-month brazy run where we just bang out our league games because all those games are winnable. After that, yeah, we, we can be talking about catching third if Chelsea continue on their trajectory. But it's, um, it's, a, it's a few big ifs. With Chelsea, I heard that they have City and Liverpool in quick succession. So there we go. January. So, um, I watch Chelsea and I'm never really impressed with them other than sort of defensively, and that seems to have watered ever so slightly uh of late. Um I know Jr's had injuries with his back, Kante's not been fit all season, Kovacic has had injuries. I'm not gonna guess I think it was a fire injury he's carrying, but I could be wrong. He's had an injury anyway. I feel like that's that's part of their destabilising um, their team. They So the one thing that you had on them was that they're good defensively and that hasn't been the case. Going forward, I was never, ever impressed with them. Um, and now Rom, Rom does what Rom does. Obviously, he's had injuries, but he goes through those spells where he's not going to score goals. Like that's been his career, pretty much. Um, so Chelsea are gettable. I don't feel as though this run of form will continue. I feel like they will find themselves at some point. Um, but we have a nice running. So I think it will be, I think it might end up being one of those into April, May times where, you know, it'll be a tight one, especially now we our games will be tougher after March. Um, do I think we will know? I don't think we'll leap from Chelsea, personally. Um, also, some other. I added context in the last eight games, United have have got thirteen points, which is a little over half. And Chelsea have the same record as well, which shows Jeez. the type of form they are in. But thank you, Michael Griggs. Um, oh, me, Dawson. Do you think United having games in hand is a good thing or a bad thing? United having what, sorry? Do you think United having games in hand is a good thing or a bad thing? I think, I think if you're, it depends if, if you're in momentum, isn't it? 
you know, if you're if you're in momentum and you've got games coming thick and fast, then you, you're laughing. If you're in a slump, then it gives you a chance to um, to right your wrongs. But um, I think with the teams we have, Brentford away and uh, Brighton at home, they're very much winnable games. So, um, but I think the danger with having winnable games in hand, to be fair, is that you you, you start counting the points before you got them. You're like, ah, oh, so Brighton at home, uh, three points. Then you get to the game and it's much tougher than you anticipate. So I think there's a danger of some complacency there for us. So I think that's just something we need to guard against. Um, when we play those two respective teams. What, what about you guys? Um, sorry, what was the question? Oh, that's terrible. Do you, do you think United having games in hand is a good or bad thing? Well, looking back on it now, considering uh, how you look at Chelsea struggling, the points gap if we win those games, uh, it's a good thing. Uh, I'm not sure I have the points on board, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, maybe this period of not having games could actually be a blessing in disguise. If the COVID doesn't pam our players, obviously, like um, in terms of some, some recuperation and then get back into it sort of during this, because they're running during December is quite, no, it's actually quite a light running. We've got two games this month, haven't we? And that's it. Yeah, so uh, it was going to be a big gap between Brighton and Newcastle. It's going to be, I believe, what nine nine days? And nine then eight, eight, eight days. January. Um, yeah, no, I think we should win those games. Uh, with all due respect to those teams, especially Brentford, who have done quite well this season. But we should win those games. Uh, I'm gonna go into it with the mindset that we will win those games. Obviously, hopefully the players are ready for that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know because because now we've seen Chelsea drop points recently. I think it's a good thing. Um, had they not, I would have been a bit more. Uh, sort of wary of my words if you like about how big the gap would have been but yeah no I think we should go ahead and have some confidence in ourselves now coming into this period nice nice um there was another one this one's from Cornelius one with fixture congestion on its way for us do you think these cancellations are gonna bite us or does it give us more does this time off give Ralph more time to perfect his system? Well, they've closed the training ground, didn't it? Oh, twice now, I think. So, yep. I don't know how much work they would have been able to have gotten done. Um, but in terms of, I don't know, I feel as though, yeah, I, ideally I would have liked Ralph to have more time with those players, man, especially if he's going to implement what he wants and to work with them on the training field and so on. So, I don't know. That's the one thing I'm a bit... Uh, Auxious of his, he hasn't had much training time with these guys to see who. So, obviously, he might feel as though right now, Fred and McTom are the best pairing, but he hasn't had enough of a chance to see if it's another dynamic or if it's a different formation he has to use. Do you know what I mean? So, that's the one downside, I guess, of not having games or being able to train. Um, and I don't yeah. think go, Michael. You know, not yeah, like he, he's got he's got time to to mull over his thoughts, but can he implement said thoughts? Uh, I guess that's the that's the difficulty with the challenge with the uh, training room being shut, unless they're doing all these tactical sessions over Zoom or Teams. Uh, I don't know how much contact he's having with the players, so that's the challenge. Um, yeah, 
And yeah, that was all the questions. So thank you for coming to another week of Boga. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Gaz. Um, anytime. Of course, of course. Make sure you use the hashtag Touchline Fracker. Get in on the conversation. We have more Patreon pieces out. Make sure you get on the Discord as well. And yeah, we're out. Easy. Love. Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.